Welcome to this shifting moment. This is a podcast in which we're seeking a profound shift in the way that we react to things. We do that through weekly discussions and twice weekly readings and responses from some of the great thinkers and spiritual writers. And my name is Richard, and I'm a spiritual coach and a mindfulness teacher with over 20 years of experience in treatment and private practice. And my name is Josh, and I'm an ordained pastor and a writer with a history of directing spiritual communities. We want you to be a part of everything that we do. We look forward to hearing your thoughts and suggestions. Please contact us at 424-341-3860 and follow us on This Shifting Moment on Instagram and Facebook. I mean, I mean, because, yeah, it is hard. Forgiveness is really difficult. I, you know, some of the great spiritual uh, wisdom thinkers would tell us that forgiveness doesn't mean we're saying that what happened is okay. We're not saying that we're okay with it, that we accept it, that we are um, letting it be and moving on. We're not even saying that. W what we're saying is that um, that the action remains like horrible and uh, and not okay and not right. But we the forgiveness is is we forgive people for being imperfect. And so um, if we expect people f to forgive us for being imperfect, even on a small scale, um, we can't, you know, w we will go through life making choices sometimes that are not necessarily the right choices. And if we expect people to have an open mind about our behavior and the choices that we make, we, we have to return it to those around us, even in a larger scale. I've, you know, during the course of my work with people, you know, I've seen people, you know, buried by um, childhood trauma, of, you know, sex abuse and, and, and all kinds of misconduct. And um, I, I've seen people hold on to that and basically stop their lives based on, on that situation or circuit. They just can't move on. And um, the only way to move on is to begin. And again, forgiveness is not something that you can just like decide one day. And uh, forgiveness is a, a process and it can be a lifelong process. Um, uh, it's, it's something that we take out of all the values that I do with people. A lot of times people go, oh, forgiveness. And I usually encourage them not to work on that. Um, first, first of all, and the reason I encourage them not to work on that is because the other values, including kindness and compassion for ourselves might need to come first. Mm. I think that's a really interesting take on that. Cause I think a lot of other streams would say, you know, forgive, forgive, you know, just that, that, that should be, that that's the, not just even the first thing, but like the ultimate goal. Um, but I think you're, I think that is so right on because yeah, it's, if you don't have these things, if we don't care about what happens, yeah, if we don't care about what happens to us, I mean, I care enough about what ha basically the, the, the perspective that I come from is that when we learn to practice kindness and caring and understanding and what open-mindedness for ourselves, then we begin to care about our enough about ourselves that we're capable of tackling some of the larger issues uh, because uh, it's, I want me to be well.
this is not about anything other than me living my best life and going out there and setting an example, whether it's for my kids or whether it's for my friends, that I can move on. You know, I know um, early on in in my career of doing individual spiritual counseling, I had an issue, and I think I've talked to you about it. I had an issue that came up with somebody who was a close friend of mine who um, basically took an action financially with me that was absolutely devastating in my early career. And, um, you know, and I bore a lot of responsibility. I'm kind of an openly trusting person and, and I, I let people in and I, you know, and so, so one of the things that's happened for me is that, um, a lot of times, and this has been so true, um, because this person that I had, um, harbored ill will towards basically for a while based on his some of the stuff that he did that was financially devastating to me, I I had to realize, and this is, I, I addressed a lot with my mentor. And I, um, he said, you know, Richard, he said, we, sometimes we have to allow karma to run its course. There's always a karmic rebalancing. And I remember him saying that. And um, because I was only able to do whatever I was able to do, I was able to see that karma uh, having an impact on that person. A lot of times when people do things that they know are abusive, um, horrific, we don't really always know what burden they're carrying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they might just be paying that hurt forward. (laughs) Exactly. And, and, and it can be continuing to perpetuate, um, unwellness. And I saw this person in, and I, I wouldn't wish it on anybody, but I saw them go through like life-threatening medical issues and continuing to do so. And But I, I think sometimes we don't know when people ha- are taking unforgivable action, uh, there's a price that they're bearing too. And so we have to recognize that sometimes that can have an impact on their the rest of their lives, on their illness, their level of stress. And I've seen that happen a lot. And so I think forgiveness is really yeah, powerful. Yeah, and I agree. And I, I think the story that you have in that is is very powerful too, just in the way that you walked through it. And I want to hear more about that in a second. I, I think the thing that pops up for me as you say that um, are two things. And the first is like, I, I lived in New Jersey as a kid. I lived a lot of places as a kid, but I had to move from like, like Amsterdam when I was younger than that to like New Jersey, right around the same time as like middle school was in it. Just an awful time to move anywhere, but let alone from like a beautiful place like Amsterdam to New New Jersey. <laughs> uh, and, and and in that, uh, Jersey's just known, and my, my, my mom's family is from there too, so I, I, I know it well, but like it's known as a very confrontational society, right? Like the, the culture of Jersey when you're on the road is flipping people off, screaming at other cars, like drivers are just really tense. And uh, I had this theory, like, and I was like 12 and I came up with this where I was like, I bet you this all started with one person being really angry on the road because something else happened. And then that just spread to that next person. And then they got angry because they got, they got flipped off and then they flipped someone off. And this is like a little 12 year old figuring this out you know, uh, in their head. And I think that the truth of that is like, not that, you know, I was a genius at 12, which is in no way true. I think what it is is that it's, uh, kids, even kids can see that 
if you have hurt and you don't do something about it, you will transfer that hurt to someone else and it will grow and it will grow and it will grow. And what's scary is we have the propensity and the ability to transfer uh, that hurt on a daily basis. Like, like when I'm hurt, I'm going to hurt people. And it's really a sad reality. And I mean, what's, what's sad about it is that that same ability to transfer some sort of emotion or feeling or, um, you know, whatever it is we're going through, that ability to transfer works the other way too. So it works with things like love and things like joy and things like forgiveness, you know, um, those things all transfer the same. Uh, and yet, you know, a lot of times we're just, we're redistributing the hurt that was given to us in other places. Right. We're like, uh, yeah, exactly. We've been hurt. And so we go out and hurt other people or, or we practice non-forgiveness, you know, which, which, you know, we set the exam. I mean, I mean, I think, you know, when we remember that our example, um, is what helps other people to see whoever we are. I don't care who we are. Our, when we set, we set the tone uh, because we have people around us that see our behavior, how we're responding to different situations and circumstances, and it, um, it can be powerful. I mean, what, what lesson are we sharing with our community? And then the, the other thing in that is like when we don't, when we practice that unforgiveness or we, we don't do that with ourselves and with others, like when we're transferring that hurt, I think the remarkable thing about that, that I mentioned before too, is that it's not just like, there's no ability to transfer your pain and then you yourself not still be in pain. Like, it's not like that's a, I'm just going to, I'm going to blow up right. at someone so that I can take this out of me and put it into them. That's not happening. You're literally yeah, it like, doesn't copying and pasting your venom <laughs> and putting it into them yeah. you keep and it which is it doesn't right. yeah it doesn't fix the pain right it doesn't fix and I, I, you know what i look back today and i'm so grateful uh the direction that i was mm -hmm. given you know around that because it was my automatic reaction would be like oh my god you fucking mm -hmm. asshole you know and and i did for a while i mean i would believe me i was i was spewing venom um and hurt for a while but when i started to realize that um that i was in a lot of pain and it was not it's not what i wanted going forward and um uh you know i have my attitude about things is always up to me i can either let something get under my skin or not it's re it really is up to me no matter how horrific and i've seen horrible stuff happen in the course of my doing spiritual coaching and i and i've but i've also seen um amazing healing happen you know where you know kids and family members go how did you how did you how were you able to move past that because most people i believe you know want to be happy and so when they see people in their lives that are not holding on to stuff that they could be holding mm. on to they uh, their immediate response is how do you do that yeah how do you yeah. do that how do you not hold on to those horrific situations and circumstances mm. and i've had people ask me because a lot of people know what happened to me and they go how do you do that <laughs> and i just look at them and go i don't i don't really know mm. i just i just knew that that's not who i want to yeah. be well, and you had, I think at that point in your life too, you had a, a spiritual structure and sort of like roots enough to 
handle that storm. So like that may have shaken the branches and stuff, but it was like, okay, no, 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 I'm, but I'm, I am rested in something. I'm okay. And I think that's, yeah, that's, that's the biggest question on probably everybody's mind. It's like, how do you, how did you go through that and not, <laughs> you know, spew that uh, I, I, I had a similar um, not, not financial situation, but mine, uh, were, you know, it was, I had a, um, I had a moment in my career and this was before drinking became an issue. So this wasn't even, it wasn't me. <laughs> uh, it was just sort of like a, uh, it was a, a basically a, a council was formed with all these really super successful pastors and, people that had an issue with, um, kind of the way that I was choosing to, uh, love people and invite everyone. Um, and so they all <laughs> sat me down and basically like, it was like 12 or 13 of them. And they just went round Robin and just kind of tore into me. And I was only like 26 at this point. So these guys are, you know, and they're, late forties, fifties, they've got doctorates, PhDs, all this stuff. And just sort of staring at me. And I think what scared them the most is like what I was doing was working. And so it was, it was frightening to them to see like, Oh my God, like our whole way of life could be threatened if this, if this goes through. And so let's really tell them. And you know, it, it was, I think one of the big things there is I've, I've had so many fantasies of like, um, you know, putting them on blast on some sort of social media like thing. Retribution. Or, yeah, just like this, like, of... you know, big hand shaking in the air sort of a moment. Uh, and I, I think much like your mentor said about the karma thing, and not, I don't even know if it's so much a karma thing for me, but it's, it's, it's almost a question of like, what's, what's, what do I really want here? What, what's, what do I want ultimately out of this situation? Like if I could have anything I wanted, is it for them to get hit by a bus? <laughs> is it for them to all to get torched and fired and like whatever? I mean, I, and then the real question then becomes like, okay, well, all the answers that I could possibly come up with to that question all have to do with somebody else. So like all the answers I could have in my best case scenario all seem to do with like, oh, well, they would have to, or they would have to, or they would have to. And I think the truth is like the ultimate peace and the ultimate satisfaction in all of this is never going to come if they get what's there. <laughs> it's ultimately going to come once I can figure out how to sit with what happened with myself, like with me and that issue and all of a sudden, me and that issue, we don't butt heads anymore. We're just, we get along. Like we just, we go through life together and we go, okay, like that happened. All right. So how do you think you have been able to? Well, the truth it? is for a long time, I didn't, right? The, 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 <laughs> for, the, for the longest time, uh, it was, I was, I mean, there's an expression. Uh, it's a, I think it's not even just in, you know, recovery rooms, but I think it's also just in life. It's, um, you know, something about like, it's drinking the poison and hope and hoping they die, you know, that, that sort of thing of like right, resentment right. or whatever. Um, in my case, that poison was, I was drinking like real poison. I was drinking alcohol <laughs> and I was, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and it's like, I, I'll, I'll show, show you. you, right. Like I'll show you, I'm going to drink myself into oblivion. Honestly, I just <laughs> gave them more firepower. That's one of the biggest regrets of my, uh, my life is they had, they had already marked me as he's just some like, you know, um, progressive heathen and <laughs> you know whatever and mm -hmm. uh and then it it also you know years later comes out that i i did have this massive you know drinking problem and uh, like i'm an alcoholic and all that kind of stuff and so when i first got was trying to get sober that was a big narrative in my head that was like oh they were right 
Like <laughs> this is where all what, this what says, a loser, you know, what a loser I am. Um, but I yeah. think that the, uh, well, one just like time and distance has helped immensely because I don't, I, I'm no longer in a world where I daily interact with these people where I even, you know, have to see them. If anything right. does come up, it's always just kind of like, yeah, I mean, all right. Um, but I think even more than that, I, I found, um, I found a narrative that I loved more than the narrative that they handed me. Right. So like the narrative right. they handed right. me is you'll never work in this town again, you know, Joe Schmo, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, the narrative I found was like, Oh, I don't, Oh, it looks like, it looks like you and me in this situation in this world we don't we're just we do not see eye to eye and we're not working together like and i i understand that that's a bummer i thought you know this would have been a good fit turns out not at all turns out and so so now i'm gonna go do my thing over here and you can continue to do your thing over there and uh, grace and peace and i think that's been the biggest thing is leaning into that grace and peace like i the best thing i can do is to wish the best for you and I'm no longer going to be drinking that poison of wishing <laughs> doom upon you and your yeah loved ones. Right. Exactly. And I think, and I think too, if we take it even a step farther, I think we can take it, you know, as being grateful for a lesson well-learned, you know, wow, what is this? What was the lesson I learned here? I learned a valuable lesson. And I, I can tell you that base, based on my, cause I, I'm not, a, I'm historically, I have not been a forgiving human being. You know, and I, but I, I can tell you right now that it's one of the greatest things for me has been, you know, seeing that for me. I can't tell you how many number of people knew about it and they go, how do you sit in the same room with this guy? And I go, because it's, that's me. It's me. It's, it's, it's what I want for me. It's who, what, what kind of example am I? I don't want to, I can choose to let this get under my skin or not. And I'm not saying that it was okay. Um, and I think that's, to me, I think that's, and so to me, I think if you, if we flip it around as almost being grateful that I was able to not get stuck in that, you know, grateful that I wasn't able to, for the most part, not let it stop me from being who I want to be. In fact, I think it's, it, it, it's allowed me to grow. And I think maybe the same thing's happening for you too. Yeah. I mean, because look at where you're at today. I mean, you're doing no, fine. I think you're, you're sober yep. and you're a, an example to people. Mm. And and um, and I think, yeah, despite them. Yeah, well, no, and, I, and I, I think I think there's something to like, yeah, despite them, not in spite of them, right? <laughs> I think it, like despite mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. I'm doing not in spite. And I think that's the that's mm-hmm. the variance there is I'm no longer you know, on the trajectory of like redemptive violence. Right. Like, and I, I think that comes down yeah. to like, there is that. And I think it, it's a pretty common thing, but it's called like the myth of redemptive violence, which is that like, if, if you hit me, I hit you back harder, but that doesn't solve anything. Cause then that person just comes back and hits you harder. And then you figure out how to exactly. really hit or, them hard. And then all of a sudden yeah, there's a broom sure. involved and then that broom becomes a gun, and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And that works on a global scale. Like, you know, I, I mess with you, you know, with your cybersecurity, all of a sudden we're in a nuclear war, right? It's just that, that sort of retribution or that, you know, revenge sort of plot in our heads, uh, it's it's never ever ever the answer to fight fire with fire, <laughs> and I yeah it really yeah. isn't it. It's like and I think it comes back to the who am I in the in the values mm. you know, and when we have uh, 
any kind of a, a moral code that we're operating by, um, you know, that's, that's guiding the who am I, guiding our behavior, guiding how I show up mm. every day. Um, uh, because we have the potential to perpetuate anger and hate and, you know, redemption and getting even and stuff like that. Or we have the chance to kind of start to start to make things different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, I, and, and it's, it's always, and that's, up to that's us. the, it's always up to us. So that means like my forgiveness has to start with forgiveness with myself, like forgiveness that I'm okay mm -hmm. with. And that, that's a big thing. I mean, that's why in, you know, the Lord's prayer, which is used all over is sort of this, you know, prototypical version of what we need in prayer, which is like, please supply what I need in this moment, this moment here. But then the only word in that prayer, which is only like 16 lines, um, that's repeated is forgiveness. So it's, it's in there twice, which, and the first one is, you know, forgive us as we forgive those who trespass against us. So the order there and the sort of ancient wisdom and knowledge is that like, we have to be in a place where we feel forgiven that we have that in us so that we can then offer it to others. Other, It doesn't work the other way around. Like I, if I just go loosey goosey and I'm like, I forgive you. <laughs> I've, I have done that in my life where I've been like, oh, no, I forgive you all great. You know, all that. And then I leave going like, fuck that guy. I hope he rot. <laughs> you know, like it's, and that, exactly. that doesn't work. Well, and I think, and I think it's, we also have to be, be careful that we're not, uh, you know, like standing down from what we think is just, you know, and, and justice and, and also being able to find that balance between being forgiving and standing up for what we, we feel is right. You, you know, and, and I think there, there's a spirit, you know, spiritual activism is, is a really important piece of what we, I think is really important to be aware of. You know, we get to go out into the world and and understand what we feel is 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 right and just in a in a loving, kind way. Um, and so it doesn't mean we're just forgiving everybody for doing whatever yeah. the hell they do. Well, yeah. I I think that brings up a really cool point too that that forgiveness can be creative. It it doesn't need to look like this really bland or, you know, verbal action of having a conversation with someone over coffee and saying, I forgive you, <laughs> uh, which by the way, if unprompted is, is just an insult. <laughs> I forgive it you. It really I mean, is. It's just, okay. For what? Um, I, but yeah, it can, be, it can be creative and that might be honestly the best path to forgiving something or someone, right. Is to find a creative way to do it in a way that really suits you in a way that, that actively works for you. Like I, I had to be, and I, I had to ask for forgiveness in some really huge parts of my life as a result of, you know, my, the mistakes and the, the, the craziness I leaned into, uh, just in alcoholism and in, in other parts of my life. And, um, when I would sit with the people that were helping me guide, like guide me through that process, um, the big thing I'd always say is like, I have no idea how I'm going to say I'm sorry or ask for forgiveness in this because it's just so complex and weird and there's so many people involved and they're like, well, I mean, why do you feel like you need to go up and say I'm sorry to everyone? Maybe we could figure out a different way for you to, you know, be in action and of service with those people so that like that can, that can be, you know, said without saying. And it occurred to me, I was like, that's, that right there is the only way that, 
I'm going to be able to move forward and anyone's going to actually feel like, you know, they can offer forgiveness. <laughs> it, it opens that door. So it's creative moments like, you know, go, go like if you're, if, if you are, I mean, that's, that works on sort of the receiving end of that, but it also works on like the giving of forgiveness. Like maybe you don't go and have a conversation with that person, but maybe just like, you know, every time you drive by that street they live on or that area, you just, you say a quick prayer or you just say, you know, mm-hmm. power to you or whatever it might be, whatever you're tapping into there. And then the other thing could just be like, keep your eyes peeled for ways that you could help them out. You know, <laughs> it can, right. it can be creative. Well, I think, I think, you know, forgiveness, I mean, if people are just automatically blanketly forgiving things, I think <laughs> that that would be suspect. I And I because I really honestly believe that that forgiveness is a process. It would it was, you know, if if you have something like that going on in your life, I, I would expect that the process would be, you know what, I'm going to have to spend some time with that and see if I'm capable of accessing forgiveness. Yeah. And what an honest answer to be able to sit with someone and go, you know mm-hmm. what? I, I'd love to, but I don't know how to yet. And and I'm gonna figure yeah, that and out. I, I'm gonna need to I'm gonna need to spend some mm-hmm. time with that mm-hmm. and and see if I'm capable of of accessing that. And I think to me, I think th- that's a really powerful way of uh, of of being able to be open and, and vulnerable that um that the hurt has been to the degree that um that there's a process involved and it might not I, tomorrow i might not be able to forgive you maybe today i can but maybe not tomorrow maybe the next who we don't know it's you know because some days we do get up and we're we're not able to access it's not like once we've forgiven it's it's like a clean slate it's like sometimes we go through life and we find moments where we're able to be more forgiving and sometimes we're not. I know with me, you know, uh, I had a conversation about what happened to me and it was, you know, it was quite a few years ago with somebody the other day. And I, I found out that they were potentially that this person who uh, did this to me was potentially doing it to somebody else. And um, it, it, it kind of ignited a fire in me. A, a little bit and and it's like wow okay okay and um and so there was a, a couple of moments of wow you still haven't learned your lesson yeah well and it probably brought up all of that craziness for you all over again it's probably just like that that yeah. you were right mm-hmm. back in that spot and then zing mm-hmm. yeah and and i I can feel you on that complete, like when I hear <laughs> of other people going through that narrative or something like that, there's like a fire that ignites and it's like this, like, well, yeah. um, yeah. And so, it, yeah. So it's not like blanket, right. you know, we, you're just like, all of a sudden you're just like, okay. with yeah. everything. So, um, and, and again, that's the nature of human right. emotions. You know, they're going to, they're going to come and, and go right. and, and again, but I think what it really ultimately amounts to is, is that where am I in the pain? Mm. Where am I in the pain? What is mm. what is the mm. pain? Am I stuck in my own pain around the mm. situation? Because if I'm stuck in my own pain and it's causing me to remain stuck and not move forward and and um and and be the kind of human being that's that is my highest intention for myself, then that's what we have yeah. to take a look yeah. at. Yeah. Well, I I love. I love that. Like, how am I, how am I going to, I mean, I think in the, 
in the long run too, another thing that you mentioned is just that it's a process and that this process takes sometimes way longer than we even want it to, right? Like, like I just want to, yeah. I just want to be able to forgive them, like just done. Mm-hmm. And yet I can't, <laughs> and I keep hitting this thing. And I, I think that that's, um, that's a really important thing to lean into. I think for our listeners, especially, cause I think a lot of the advice that you'll get out there in self-help and even religious is just that you just have to make the choice to, do that to forget get over get, it. Get, essentially just like yeah, get over like, it say the and you hear words you and, hear that with yeah. a lot of, yeah you hear that with a lot of yeah. self-help stuff yeah. you know i think you even hear that with a lot of the historical trauma you know of of i mean i see that all the time it's like you, we really don't get over that stuff uh we really don't i i don't think you know there's no process of getting over it, it to me i think it's a little bit more about how we're carrying it how we're carrying it because being able to have some of those situations and circumstances in our life that were very painful allows us to be able to sit with other people and their pain. And, um, uh, again, you and I've talked about it on this podcast a lot. The spiritual life is really about what I'm doing with my pain. And so if my pain is allowing me to be a good listener or to have uh, compassion and understanding for somebody else that's suffering and pain, then I'm able to bring meaning and purpose into that pain. Or if I'm channeling it through great poetry or great art, I mean, pain is not necessarily um, uh, the problem. It's what we're doing with it. How am I holding it? If it's keeping me stuck, if it's keeping me angry, if it's if I'm inflicting pain on other people based on my experience, then then that's hopefully yeah. not who you want to be. And and what you're doing at that pain, it's so important to be completely honest about where you are with that. That really that busted me up a lot in like trying to get sober and and in all my weirdness um, with with forgiveness or with anything with pain, right? The pain that I was holding. Um, for me in my sort of childish ways, there were only like two answers and like to the question of like, how are you doing? Which is like, I'm great or I'm completely awful. And there was no, (laughs) there was no like middle sway or being honest about where I was and that I was either destitute or really awesome and fine. Um, and, and pain, the way we, we tend to approach that is like, you know, you're either over it or you're completely in it. You can think of that. And the truth is it's always way more, nuanced and part of the power of uh transforming that pain is being honest with exactly where you are with that pain so saying something along the lines of like you know i i haven't forgiven them i'm i'm working on forgiving them like i'm i'm trying towards that i I don't know if i'll get there exactly but i'm trying towards that like what an honest response that is compared to i forgave them and that's not true like where are you with that you know yeah when I think, you know, in the spirit of of the holiday that we're about ready to celebrate, you know, I think a lot of people will find themselves maybe sitting down with members of their family that that they, you know, might be harboring ill will towards or lack of forgiveness. Or we might be in a situation where we don't feel like our family is capable of forgiving us, you know, and that is that's the work for us that that's the work the fact that we are aware of this process of forgiveness 
that it's an intention. It's not an absolute. It's, you know, it's, we, we see that at, that's the work in front of me. If I'm sitting down at the, at the Thanksgiving table with somebody and I just can't forgive them, that's, that's my work. That's my work. If I can't forgive myself or if I feel judged, that's my work. I love that. So I think it's so beautiful. And I, I just to, just to sort of add a little tack onto that, because I think, you know, if, if you're sitting, if you're listening to this and we're headed into that, that holiday <laughs> and you aren't just someone who's like walking in going like, you know, I may have resentment towards these, but you might actually be the person that feels like because of some of the actions I've done in my life, because of some of the things that have gone on in the past year, in the past, whatever, uh, that I am walking into a space where I believe people are going to be resentful towards me. <laughs> I would say like, uh, don't underestimate the power of just showing up in that space. You know, maybe part of the healing work that you're going to be able to do with the people in your lives and those family members you can't get rid of <laughs> are, you know, is just simply being there and being present to that and being willing to sit in that weirdness and in that tension and know that their journey is theirs and that yours is yours and you can sit there too. <laughs> yeah. I, and we're all human mm -hmm. beings and we have to recognize that everybody has moments in their lives where they might not have behaved or acted in a way that was in line with who they want to be and and so if if you feel like other people are judging you or harboring ill will towards you um let them let them because when we're judging them for harboring ill will we're returning the same the same attitude towards them. You, nobody can get you under, you can't, you, you're the one that's allowing, uh, we're the ones that add the irritation. The irritation is our responsibility. It's not theirs. Our feelings are our responsibility. No matter how other people treat you, um, again, we're not saying that it's okay, but we, we are saying that, that it, you know, for you not to let it get under your skin, it's up to you. I'm not saying that we maybe, you know, maybe it is appropriate to get up and leave, you know, but, but, um, and you'll make those choices for yourself. We don't want to subject ourselves unnecessarily to abuse or ridicule. But if you, you know, if there's this subtle feeling of uneasiness, see if you can sit with it and try not to take it on. Um, uh, that would be my, my suggestion to you.